hanging out in a hotel room with about 17 bikes uh, because the person I'm hanging out with just is not happy just doing swim, bike, run like a normal triathlete. She wants to throw in a little bit of mountain biking as well. Welcome, Flora Duffy. Hi, thanks for having me. There's thousands of people, millions of people clapping, (laughs) thunderous applause. Um, Actually, speaking of thunderous applause... How was that feeling when you uh, crossed the line for the gold medal at the Com Games here? Um, yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, for me, it's sort of been like a childhood goal to to race at the Commonwealth Games and then obviously to like win a medal. So to come home with the gold medal was really special. There's quite a few Bermudians in the crowd going crazy. So there's quite a few of them here? Yeah, well, because there's four of us racing, right? So it was me... And then there's young young Tyler, we call him Tyler Smith, Erica Holy, and then old Tyler, Tyler Butterfield. <laughs> so all of their parents came, and then there happened to just be a few Bermudians here on holiday on the Gold Coast. So then they came, and wow. then, I don't know, it just seems like everyone has some connection to Bermuda, and find out there's a connection, give them a flag, and make them cheer for the Bermudians in the race. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was really cool. It was kind of an overwhelming moment. I think it's like very hard to soak those sorts of things up. Um, at least for me. Um, so I think it's like, you know, the couple of days after that you like really realize what an accomplishment it was and how special, like when you look back at the pictures. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then the amount of media, like I imagine you've been inundated, including myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, showing up at my apartment. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to me. That has been pretty crazy. Um, it has. And I think... Um, Obviously, like right after the race, you have that whole like media mix zone. It was like the most interviews I've like ever done. Um, and then the following day, I had a couple to do. Um, I had to go to do a the daily press conference down at the convention center here with like the heads of the Commonwealth Games, which is oh. pretty cool. They had the they wanted the first female medalist and male medalist to come to the press conference just to talk about winning the first medal of the games. Yeah. So off I went, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then had a couple more to do, but really it's in Bermuda. It's been going a bit crazy. Um, so I've had quite a few requests there and even my, my older brother's gotten some uh, interview requests. Stop it. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Um, he's, so. Is he owning it? He's just <laughs> so like, I, I got this. He loves it. But also he's a chance to talk about his sister and like, I think he's so, so like, it's just weird. It's like my sister, like, you know, yeah. I don't understand how she does this or he's like, it's just so weird, you know, when you see someone that close to you on the TV, like performing or even, you know, when he comes to watch me race, I think he just, yeah, it's yeah. overwhelming and a lot. Is he older or younger? He's older, so I have one older, Joel, and then my younger brother, Campbell, as well. Yeah. Oh, I think I did know that, yeah, because yeah. I'm in the middle as well. I okay. think we've had this conversation. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. right. Mm. That's cool. I love that. Mm. Uh, your brother, the manager, almost. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> What's one story that he could tell that you would be extremely embarrassed about? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I don't actually even know. Jeez, now I'm really put on the spot. I can think of a lot of stories of my younger brother, Campbell, that I could really talk about because he's a really? bit of a crazy one. Right. Yeah. Um, he's still in that party animal phase. Oh, okay. But Joel, oh my goodness. I'm sure he has some story of like when I was younger, like, you know, when you first turned, well, the drinking age in Burrito is 18. So he oh. probably has some story of like me just turning 18 and like yeah. being out at the bars in Bermuda, how to 
having had a little too much, and then he, obviously he's there, a uh, seasoned professional by then. Yeah, yeah. Going out, but I don't. Yeah. I can't think of anything. Oh, it's a bit boring. That's all right. We can come back to. We'll come mm. back to Campbell at some stage. Oh yeah, the <laughs> <laughs> <a> loose cannon. <laughs> <laughs> now, for me, growing up, all I knew about B- Bermuda was the Bermuda Triangle, which I thought was a myth. <laughs> what's your take it on is, it is it is <laughs> you're um, still here you've yeah. managed to get past it um yeah I do get that question quite a bit and depending on my mood and who the person is asking me I'll either tell them like something like completely bs to scare them or <laughs> just be like straight up flat with them like it's a myth what does it even come from though? <laughs> Well, I guess stuff happened back in the day, maybe. Yeah. But I don't know why we got the name of it. <laughs> but I think it was where the top of the triangle. Yeah, right. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. We fly in and out of there all the time, and it's a popular tourist destination, and they, they all make it there and back. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. But it makes us famous. Well, hey, whatever works. And now you're the next thing that's – like, it's Bermuda Triangle – Flora Duffy. Yeah, both mysteries. It, yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. uncovering both mysteries today <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> what do you reckon would be the biggest mystery about you that we could tell people now? I'm asking some tough questions. Yeah, you are. <laughs> like, Dude, I just got up from a nap. Yeah. Uh, the biggest mystery about me. Well, oh, this is probably not the biggest, but I think most people are like, wait, you're from like Bermuda and you I think just because of the success I've had in racing I think that always like throws people like they're like oh you're from Bermuda and they don't expect you to be that good and then they watch you race and they're like hang on a minute <laughs> okay cool you know they're like where's Bermuda and then they see me you know yeah right so, yeah is it because obviously you're not just putting Bermuda on the map for triathlon it's for a lot of sports and, well, I guess that sort of expands past sports. Does that, going into something like the Com Games, does that make you feel a lot more pressure? Yeah, I mean, of course, like we have very few medals at the Commonwealth Games. I think we this I won the first female gold medal. Yeah. Or maybe the first female medal. Oof, I'd have to check my history there. But yeah. We don't have many, and we don't. It's not like every um, Commonwealth or Olympic cycle we churn out like multiple medal hopes. Um, I've sort of been to put it in perspective. The last Commonwealth we won, I think, was in nineteen ninety or ninety two, and so <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. We're now in twenty eighteen, and uh, so yeah, of course you have that pressure. Um, every country in the Olympic Association likes to win a medal at the game at the games and mm. have great performances. So I definitely have that weight on my shoulders. Um, but of course, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm a professional and this is what I do. And it's a privilege to have that put on me um, because I want to be racing for the medals and be at the top. So, yeah, yeah, I've just had to learn to deal with it and embrace it. So <clears throat> dealing with it and embracing it, obviously that like you're learning every year how mm. how that works. Where do you see it being a massive turning point for you? To, um, I guess to go from being a, a good elite athlete mm-hmm. to being, I guess, more of a professional. So it's more than just swim, bike, run. Do you know what I mean? When do you, do you remember that sort of turning point? Well, the, yeah, I mean, it's, 
I think for me it sort of happened in um, maybe actually if we go like the turning point slowly started to happen in 2014 when I won my first world title in Xterra yeah. and that's sort of like your first like big success and you're sort of slowly learning things of like okay I need to actually just focus on swim bike run here and and let my life revolve around that and like let that be okay yeah, so it's right. sort of been a progression from there. And then I think really in 2016, um, I actually started like, you know, winning some pretty big races. And um, and as soon as you do that, you get a whole load of extra stuff that just comes at you that you have to learn to get comfortable with. Yeah. Um, you know, just in terms of exposure and pressure and more people knowing who you are and just following you and... Um, just having a bit more of a spotlight on you, which I found um, d- very difficult at first. Yeah. And it wasn't probably until midway through 2017 that I learned to sort of embrace and get comfortable with the new space that I was in. Um, because, I mean, I think you have to if you want to keep performing well. And mm. obviously, I mean, I, I do and I did and I put um, – a lot of energy and time into my training and racing. So, yeah, that's sort of the part that you forget, you know, that, oh, yeah, there's <laughs> yeah. all this outside um, external pressures on you. So now yeah. it's like I just, yeah, have to own it, embrace it. And a lot of other people do. I think like, okay, well, I'm no Peter Sagan, and he has way more on him. <laughs> I'm just like a little low-life in triathlon, so you'll be just fine, Flora. Peter who? <laughs> <laughs> did, did you did you turn to athletes that you – like I know you're good friends with Emma Fredino. Mm-hmm. Did you turn to people like her for, for advice across those kind of things? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm, you know, you're constantly getting little snippets of advice from – from sort of people in your circle and yeah, other athletes that you look um, up to. And I think also just from, you know, watching and observing um, people and how they handle themselves sort of in the public and in the media. And I think you just realize, okay, it's, it is only triathlon. There's, it's, it's not the, it doesn't have to own you and Mm. there's more to it. And it's just part of being a professional. And obviously, of course, like having Dan by my side and a lot of the races and this whole journey that really helps to just calm things down and um, just talking through all the scenarios and the stuff and that it's, it's not, yeah, it's (laughs) not, you know, I'm not like some celebrity that gets mobbed everywhere and all that stuff. You know, you're like, ah, it's just triathlon. (laughs) (laughs) There were at least a dozen people downstairs Waiting for you. I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) They're asking me lots of questions about you. Should heard what I said about you. (laughs) Well, speaking of Dan, you had Mm -hmm. quite a massive year last year in terms of racing, but also personally getting married. Mm -hmm. Did you have a wedding planner or was that all you guys doing it? No, it was definitely not us. We had a wedding planner. Yeah, okay. For sure. Yeah. No, I was a very hands-off bride, which yeah, I don't right. know if I was better for my wedding planner or made it more stressful for her. But, um, you know, you sort of give the look and the feel, and um, we got married on Dan's family farm. So oh, his cool. mom was also quite involved with um, getting the farm all ready and making it look gorgeous. And um, so, yeah, it was really special and, yeah, really, really nice day. We actually had, like, a three-day a three-day wedding, but we had like a Friday evening braai. Then we got married 11.30 on Saturday. 
and got married. And then the, so the wedding lasted all day and through the night. Yeah. Which is a lot. It means you learned <laughs> a lot of food and booze yeah, <laughs> for yeah. everybody. And then on the Sunday morning, we had a brunch oh, for cool. those guests that were still around. Yeah. So it was really awesome. Yeah. Well, a lot of your guests would have flown in from all over the world, I imagine. So yeah, you need to you know, put on a show for a few days. Yeah, precisely. No, <laughs> if people have flown halfway across the world to South Africa, we couldn't be like, oh, we're getting married at 4.30 and yeah. that's it. It's over. So yeah, yeah. we tried to make a week. Yeah, yeah, we tried to make a weekend of it. And that's yeah, cool. it was very special. And a bride, that's a very South African thing, isn't it? It I is. I learned this through Susie's husband, Susie Cheatham's husband. It's like a barbecue it's basically a barbecue yeah yeah. (laughs) you'll probably get mad at me for saying that but that's the easiest way to explain it to yeah non-south africans yeah oh that sounds awesome so you obviously had an amazing time Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. we did yeah yeah yeah. i was all went to plan um a lot of my close friends flew in the biggest stress for me actually was my dress still fitting oh really because I bought my dress in like, I don't know, May, June. Then it only arrived a week, two weeks after the Rotterdam Grand Final. So basically when I was like in my like, you know, yeah. leanest and race shape. So basically yeah. from Rotterdam until my first like dress fitting, I was like, okay, Flora, <laughs> you better uh, get yourself the closer to your December um, shape. Oh, wow. <laughs> Otherwise it's going to be stressful. So yeah. I tried to, but it was okay. But yeah. it was definitely was like on my mind. Like when I finished racing, I was like, okay, Flora, you better not go too crazy this off season. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, Yanka looks so cute on your race and your wedding day. Um, but no, that was, it all went to plan and it was okay. And yeah, yeah, it was a really perfect day. And so at the end of your, because obviously you got married at the end of the season, not mid season or anything mm-hmm. crazy. Then how much time off do you take? Are you an athlete that really takes proper time off or are you someone who can never fully stop? Um, no, I've learned to start taking yeah. – when I take my time off to like really take it off. I mean I try to keep a little bit active like riding my mountain bike or going for 20-minute runs here and there. But it's not like I'm itching to be like, okay, let's go for a three-hour bike ride. You know, yeah, like okay. no, <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. ready to have time off. So I take about four weeks off. Yeah. Um. Which for me, I finished mid-November, so that means I only really started training like just before Christmas. Yeah. Um, which meant I really only started doing proper training in January. Yeah. Okay. Which is a little stressful for me, obviously, because of Commonwealth Games at the beginning of April. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I knew the downtime was so needed, and like I didn't take enough downtime in 2016. I felt, and then started 2017 and got injured and. Mm. had to really delay my season so at the end of 2017 I just said okay four weeks we're taking a break here yeah Yeah. and I think that's important for longevity in the sport as well not just to rally again for the next year it seems you know from talking to a lot of athletes that seems like it's key Mm -hmm. yeah yeah absolutely I mean I think you're between racing and traveling and obviously the stress of Mm. all this training we do as triathletes yeah um yeah the rest is so so important what do you mean travel isn't stressful? You get to travel the globe and it's, yeah. you know, living the dream. That's what people say to me all the time. I'm like, travel's not yeah. as good as what people think. No. Unless you're like flying business class everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Which maybe, but no. <laughs> not there yet. Not there yet. <laughs> so, so it's not far away. <laughs> 
That's plenty of triathlon talk. Okay, yeah, good. Let, let's shut the... <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? You, surely you can't be over-talking triathlon. <laughs> I imagine it's been an intense few days. Well, a few months probably, I imagine. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's take it, it way is. back. Now, you studied sociology. Oh, yeah. I'm about to test you now. And now I'm like, do I have anything else to talk about besides triathlon? Yeah. Okay. So you studied sociology, right? I did, yes. Why sociology? To be honest, I, when I, okay, so when I first went to see you, University of Colorado, I really had no idea how this whole like US, um, college education system worked yeah I was just like I just need to go to school and got there and I was like I have no idea what I want to major in so I just took a bunch of random classes because you can it's like crazy the range of classes you can take but you know of all these electives yeah and so I just must I mean it's like everyone takes like psychology 101 and sociology 101 and whatever you know and so I just took a few sociology classes and really enjoyed it and always found I had like the wackiest and most out there professors yeah um so just enjoyed the classes and I liked that it was totally different from sport yeah I was kind of keen for that at that point in my life um so yeah just gravitated to it and there's such a broad range of what you can study um so for me, by the end of it, I was really into sort of the criminology side of it. <gasps> cool. Yeah, which is really cool because I had some professors that were like like working on some pretty cool stuff. Like the last class I took at CU, my professor was like an expert on the death penalty, which is really cool. And he was working on a case that was going um, being tried in Denver at the time. So no way. he would like tell us little tidbits of what he could tell, tell us. Yeah, yeah. But course. yeah, it was just like a fascinating topic and discussing all of that stuff. And yeah. Yeah, so tried to broaden my horizons. Yeah, right. <laughs> but then I graduated in 2013 and went full-time into triathlon. <laughs> so actually I'm like, I don't even know if my brain works anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to go back to criminology because mm-hmm. I'm fascinated by it. Um, mainly because I've been listening to podcasts, mm-hmm. a lot true crime type of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Do you listen to them? Um, I should listen to podcasts, but I just like listen. I just watch like you know, crime TV shows. Okay, yeah. I need to go back to the crime TV shows because I never used to watch them, but now I think that I would actually like them, mm, like yeah. CSI, Miami, Denver. Like, there's so many different ones. I think. Yeah. But you got to listen to some podcasts. They're fascinating. Hmm. Like there's some amazing stories out there. Cool. Yeah, I will. Do it. Have you heard of Serial? No, about oh. serial killers, is it? Um, hmm. It's – what's – hang on, now I'm going to get confused. This is a really weird topic to <laughs> be talking about. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's actually come up quite a bit. And there's there's only so many people you can tell that you like talking about serial killers and stuff mm-hmm. because it's, <laughs> it's kind of a taboo subject type mm. of thing. Mm-hmm. I was actually on the plane the other day and one – this is weird – one of the podcasts I listen to, it's my favorite one, is called My Favorite Murder. Okay. Okay. You look nervous. <laughs> it's, it's these two female comedians and they talk about different murders from throughout the years, but they talk a lot about um, 
the issues with sentencing and the death penalty. Oh, yeah, so yeah. it's a lot about um, the judicial system and it's quite interesting. But then they'll throw a gag in there, which is completely inappropriate, but it's it sort of humanises everything. Like it's, it's like talking to your friends about stuff that you can joke about things that you probably wouldn't joke about in public. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. So I was on the plane and I'm laughing, but I've got my phone in my hand and I swear the person looked over my shoulder and saw my favourite murder and just saw me laughing. And it's like, <laughs> what kind of psychopath am I sitting next to? Yeah, interesting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be nervous. I promise I'm not a psychopath. <laughs> but that's a good one. And Serial is about, um, it's this investigative journalist who followed, um, his name's Adnan, something like that, and he was put in jail for murder but he didn't get a fair trial and she's been following it up and it's it follows the journey it's it's really interesting and last week i think it was that guy finally got a retrial because of the success of this podcast has just wow yeah it's it's really interesting so i highly recommend it okay and yeah make a note for those yep just hide my ipod yes or phone (laughs) My oh, my 15-hour flight back to the U.S. <laughs> Poor person next to me <laughs> freaked out. Who sees that? <laughs> I was going through a stage of listening to My Favourite Murder before I was going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wasn't one of my best moves. I've been having all sorts of nightmares. <laughs> the nightmares mixed with the pregnancy hormones. Mm. Yeah, weirdness. Brett's like, I'm not too sure what I'm going to wake up to or if I'm going to wake up the next morning. Anyway, it's anyway. let's move on. Um, two brothers. Let's go to Campbell. Oh, Campbell. Younger brother. Yeah. So he's the crazy one in the family. Mm-hmm. I mean that as I get called crazy. Why is he so crazy? Well, I don't know if he's crazy, but he's just so different from me, okay. which is nice because he was never super into sport. Like he did a bit and he was into sailing and, um, but he was never like, I was super hardcore. So you were, yeah, that's a surprise. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I mean, he went to college and was your typical college kid, you know, partied and you'd occasionally hear one or two things. You'd be like, oh, Campbell or my friends would see him out in town in Bermuda and you're like, Oh, Campbell. But, um, no, he's good. He works at a, what does he do? He's a broker, actually. Oh, okay. So he has this, like, really good job. And, you know, in the insurance business um, in Bermuda, it's a lot of whining and dining clients. So he's always out doing this and that. And Yeah, right. You know, I'll occasionally bump into him and I'm like, oh, just shaking my head. But he <laughs> loves it. But at the wedding, he was definitely the source of entertainment. Oh, really? Enjoying himself. <laughs> Did he do a speech or anything? No, I... No. I, you know, I <laughs> shut that down. Yeah. Did he try to them both? No, don't even think of it. Um, yeah, right. So, yeah. What yeah. do you think you can learn from him? That's learn. Deep. Yeah, that is really deep. Hey, learn from I'm Campbell. not all shits and giggles over here. If he listens here. to this, he will <laughs> rack up. Because um, don't you think you can learn? Like, I'm very different from my entire family, but there's so much I've learned unintentionally from them Mm -hmm. for different things Mm. yeah um what can i learn from him (laughs) (laughs) probably be drinking games Um, (laughs) 
probably to be just a little bit more relaxed and to remember to embrace and have fun and like it's yeah. not like everything has to revolve around swim bike run you're allowed to go out and yeah have a bit of fun every now and then not that i don't enjoy training but you know yeah yeah that yeah all right staying out late is a good thing for you yeah what time do you go to bed hey. Oof. <laughs> i did just wake yeah. her up from a nap <laughs> <laughs> well, the first day I got here, I went to bed at 6 p.m. That was pretty bad. But now, usually 9, 9.30, normal time. Oh, normal that's, yeah, time. that's not too bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've had athletes, like, um, homestays. We've been a homestay and had athletes staying. And that was at a stage where I wasn't going to bed till midnight, you know. And they'd be having dinner at 5.30. Yeah. And I'd Oof. be like, what? Oof. Yeah. You'd have their two dinners. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> It's like going out for dinner with my grandparents for the early bird special. Yeah. You know, if you eat dinner before five, it's six ninety nine. They go to really fancy places. It's <laughs> <laughs> Sizzler. I was having this conversation the other day. And Pizza Hut, all you can eat. Ooh. I don't do that. <laughs> okay. But that's, what, <laughs> no, that's, what, that's what happens when you grow up in Tassie. There's, like, there's not very many options. But, yeah, back in the day, that's what we used to do with my grandparents was go out for all you can eat pizza. Huh. Yeah. Sounds very okay. Yeah, <laughs> healthy. Grew up. That's why I had to play so much sport growing up mm. to work off the pizza and sausage. <laughs> uh, what about um, your parents? What What do they? Do? Are they all still in Bermuda? They are. Yeah, my parents and my two brothers. They're in Bermuda, and yeah. um, my parents actually flew over here to watch me race. Yeah. And my dad is retired. He was working. He's an accountant. He was working in the insurance or reinsurance business in Bermuda. And uh, retired, but like really didn't like retirement. So <laughs> like was maybe retired for like three months and then now just does some consulting. Yeah, so right. So he says he's he's sort of a professional because he does his training in the morning because they also do triathlon. Yeah. Oh, um, yes, I didn't know that. And then works and obviously helps me a lot with all of my stuff, yeah. which is very helpful because yeah. he's an accountant after all. That's very So I put handy. him to work. <laughs> Why not? He loved doing it. Yeah, that's what I think, but totally. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, and then my mom, she also is very into triathlon or sporty. Yeah. Um, but they got kind of, they got into it through me, you know, if you're... Okay, so you were first. Yeah, if you're yeah, taking okay. your daughter to all this um, triathlon stuff and all the local races in Bermuda, you know, they may as well do it. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's been great. And she manages a Red Cross thrift store in Bermuda, oh, which cool. she really likes. Yeah, um, right. And of course, you know, when we were growing up, the three of us, she was looking after us. And um, so, yeah. So then once we were sort of independent, she went back and, yeah, she really enjoys her work. And so, yeah, oh, it's good cool. on her. Mm. Three kids, that's intense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've no ambitions of having Well, <laughs> you say Sorry that, we'll see. Yeah. You're one. <laughs> There's no way. It's one kid. Yeah, one kid, absolutely. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. It was quite insightful. Okay, another yeah. tough question. Yeah. You'd be on the edge. Yeah. <sighs> Stop looking so nervous. It's fine. Um, oh, no, so does, does your mum get, like, hand-me-down bikes and... From me, yeah. Um, from me, she's had one or two, yeah. Yeah, but like you mean her at her thrift store or no? Sorry. Oh, her from from you. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She gets quite a few hand-me-down things. Yeah. No, she's always eyeing up one or two things (laughs) of mine. I'm like, no, I actually still use this. (laughs) Yeah. 
You go home. These fresh white cycling <laughs> shoes? No. No, I'm kidding. But um, yeah, she definitely gets a little decked out. They got lucky. They got some fresh Oakleys while they were here, which they're very excited about. Oh, nice. So that Wait, those, the gold ones? No, they didn't, didn't get the ones. gold ones. Yeah, they right. got some, yeah, I don't know. There's all, I don't know what they got exactly. Yeah. Some to train in, some to wear casually. So there we go. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I think the gold ones were just for the... They're pretty The special. gold medal winners. Yeah, look out. <laughs> Come back to me when you have a gold medal. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll and talk. Maybe, maybe, maybe. We'll, <laughs> we'll talk. Were they yeah. a surprise, the, the gold Oakleys? Did you know that they were coming or did they just surprise no. you guys after? Oh, actually, do you know what Greg did? Oh, God. So I went to get some of my Oakleys like just before the race and he gave me a few and he's whatever. And then he's like, hey, Flora. You know, if you win gold in two days' time, I got these. And then, ah. like, pulled them slightly out. And I was like, oh, Greg. Can't help himself. And then he had a good chuckle to himself. Oh, but then God. I just imagined he did that to, like, you know, every girl that was, like, a yeah. potential metal hope. And yeah, yeah. He's having a good time with himself. Jinxing everyone yeah. as he goes. <laughs> But it was cool. And then I guess that's really special that he had them like right there for the Aussie team as they won yeah. the relay. They all look quite cool in them. And yeah, yeah it's just a fun little extra. Yeah, it's nice. It special, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm. So, okay, let's go. Um, I love a tangent, mm-hmm. as you can tell. Um, back to school days. Uh-huh. When, when you were a kid, was Olympics and all that kind of stuff on your radar were you one of those kids you're like yes yes, <laughs> yes i was yeah right <laughs> what what sport though was it triathlon or was it something else um no it was triathlon because yeah, right. i did triathlon from a very early age yeah i did my first one when i was seven or eight yeah because there's quite a few kids triathlons in bermuda yeah so i was in a swim club i ran so off i went and did uh my first tri- triathlon yeah. my, there's actually my parents, I think for my 16th birthday, put, because that's kind of a big thing in Bermuda, your 16th 16, birthday, you get yep. your moped and it's like your independence, oh, it's freedom. And yeah, so right. there's this picture of me with like one of those massive like styrofoam helmets on Excellent. from back in the day on this little mountain bike, just killing myself, going for it. Yeah. So anyway, they put that picture in the paper <laughs> and that picture is now somehow hanging up in, I guess it's not my bedroom, but it is my bedroom at home. Yeah. For like my first shrine. triathlon, so yeah. yeah, I often see it and remind myself of that, <laughs> the beginnings. <laughs> but um, but yeah, from early on, I yeah wanted to to do triathlon, and we also had an ITU World Cup back there, back in Bermuda in the nineties. Ah. So from like I don't know, maybe nine or ten, I got to see it firsthand. Like some of the greats, like actually Greg raced there, Greg Welch. Wow. Sam and like Emma Carney, McKeeley Jones, like all of that era were racing That's in cool. Bermuda. So it's really cool that I was like, wow, like you can actually do this um, mm. as a career, yeah. profession. And then um, obviously the Olympics is always you know, as a little kid that's into sport is always fascinated by the Olympics and yeah. becoming Olympic champion or winning a medal there. Um, yeah. So yeah, for me, it's always been something I wanted to do. Yeah, right. <laughs> Quite an intense, like, you know, if you ask me in 10 what I want to do, I'd be like, win an Olympic medal, be a world champion. Yeah. Whatever. And people would be like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, they weren't just like, sure. 
You know, they could tell, like, oh, that, that little girl's serious. <laughs> did you have, like, posters up on the Intense. wall of your favourite athletes and stuff? Um, did I have posters? I don't think I did. But I definitely, like, obviously got everyone's autograph and pictures with everybody and all that. Yeah. So I'm sure I could find all of that stuff. But I didn't have po- – I don't think I had posters. Yeah. I was more into the Spice Girls. <laughs> Please tell me you had a Spice Girl poster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you? Yeah. Who was your favorite Spice Girl? A sporty. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I was into triathlon, but the Spice Girls were a little bit more important to me. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> what was your favorite Spice Girl song? Um, Wannabe. Was it? Is that the one? If you want to be my lover, gotta get Yeah. Is that how it is? Yeah, I think it was the song, yeah. Is that the same song as, yo, I tell you Yeah, that's want. my favorite song. Is that the same? I think so, yeah. the same song. Yeah. I don't know. I hope, yeah. Not much yeah. of a Spice Girls fan, really, are you? You've yeah, changed. I know. You've changed. I just don't have a good memory anymore. Too much social media has <laughs> destroyed my brain. But my, my, my dad and brother picked me up on the day of my wedding Um they got out of the car and were blaring Spice Girls songs and like dancing oh, to it. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. That is they, awesome. Uh, they remember the Spice Girls obsession days. Yeah, right. Mm. Yeah, I was called Sporty Spice at school. Oh, really yeah. original. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> the same. Yeah. Yeah. And what would you think if they had a reunion tour? Because they've been threatening for years that they would do yeah. it. Yeah. No, I'm glad they didn't. It wouldn't be the same. Like no. you got to remember them when they're at their their top, yeah. in their heyday. Yeah, like, uh, you know. No, some some things just did not make a comeback. Yeah, I agree. And they're all too they're too different now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're not the people I remember. Yeah, <laughs> you're pretty passionate about them, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then like boy bands, girl bands, it's all different now. Like that that it seemed to be a real. Change in the music industry with the Spice Girls, don't you think? Yeah, because didn't they start? Wasn't it part of like X Factor or, or UK Idol, something like that? And then they were formed by Simon Cowell. I kind of think right? so, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then that was a whole era in itself. And now gr- groups are just like, blah, they just don't work. Yeah, yeah. But now I'm a, I'm a hardcore Kendrick Lamar fan now. Really? So I really changed. <laughs> wow. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Amongst and Taylor Swift. Oh my god. So, <laughs> but they do actually have a song where they collaborate. So that's like gold to me. Oh my god. You should see Flora's eyes sparkling. <laughs> what song's that? Do you know? Um I'm really trying to get her to sing something. Yeah, no, I'm definitely not singing anything. <laughs> It's, oh no, I need my phone to play it. I'll remember it. It'll come to me. All right. We'll we'll insert it in later. Actually, no, we probably won't because I'll probably get done for copyright or something if I do that. (laughs) Probably. You're just going to have to sing it when you remember it later. Okay. Are you like a sing in the car, sing in the shower, karaoke kind of person? Um. I think sometimes a little bit in my car, like when I'm alone. Yeah, right. Like dance with me. Like shut up. (laughs) But no, definitely not in the shower. But you know, like I think definitely back in the days when I was like in college and hanging out with, you know, more of like, um, 
obviously like my friends if we're cruising around then yeah. you know we'd be singing along to some some whatever hip song we're going on at the time yeah like but now I'm old and mature I don't do that as much <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone sings in the shower no like I don't think I've ever I sing in the car but I don't sing in the shower yeah I, I reckon that's a myth yeah like the triangle <laughs> <laughs> we're dispelling all sorts of myths today but I also have a thing that I don't I don't sing I yell because I have a terrible voice but if you yell then no one thinks that you're actually trying to sing so no one can take the piss good point good yeah. point yeah I was actually when I was on the podium on Thursday because we actually I think technically our national anthem is God Save the Queen but we have oh. a national song which is Hail oh. to Bermuda Okay, and I, only, I don't know the whole song, which is bad of me, but I thought, oh, I really like the first couple verses. Let me, maybe I should sing it. And I was like, no, Flora, because if the camera zooms in on you, because the camera's always on you more than you think it is. <laughs> yeah. And I always watch like those things back. And I'm like, oh, geez, Flora. Like, Yeah. So anyway, so I didn't sing because I thought, you know, crisis. They'll actually hear how you sing. And- yeah. That'll be even worse. And but you anyway, know it'll turn like, up on a blooper show somewhere, like some somewhere, random yeah. show that's covering the games. Yeah. They'll be like, check out this chick. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I, th- I think I only know one verse of the Australian National Anthem mm. and I couldn't tell you what the second one is. But I think they go forever. They like, do go for a while, yeah. yeah. Is it awkward standing up there, especially when you're not singing or if you don't know the words? Well, I don't know, because I don't think everybody sings to them along, but um, sometimes, yeah, I do feel a bit awkward. Yeah. Well, everyone's, like, just staring at you. You're like, <laughs> looking at me. But, um, no, I mean, but then I watch a medal ceremony on TV, and I'm like, oh, that's so cool. But then, up, yeah. yeah, and then I'm, like, on there, and I'm like, ugh, get me off. <laughs> Actually, there's one thing that I noticed after the medal ceremony. <laughs> don't... Don't be so scared. Yeah. Actually, no, you should be scared about that. No. When you're walking back in front of the crowd and you threw Bobby oh, yeah. yeah. the toy, I'm guessing that you weren't a softballer or a baseballer back in the day, or were you? No, definitely no. not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've seen better throws. Oh, yeah. Not my best. But I was better than like – um. I think it might have been Jess's. Hers oh, really? barely made it into the crowd. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I kind of like launched mine awkwardly. Yeah. And then my dad somehow in like his most athletic thing he's ever done just like jumped. Did he? Lurched, <laughs> grabbed it. Yeah. And stole it from a seven-year-old child. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, he looked at it and I think he would have been happy to give it to some little kid. Yeah. But then my mom noticed the that Broby had a gold vest on. Oh, really? Yes. She was like, no, don't you dare give this away. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which is quite cute. I didn't notice that. Yeah, right. So I was just like, oh, cute toy. You're kind of distracted crowd. by the gold bling. The actual around metal, you. yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so, kind of cool, though. It mm-hmm. would be cool if they gave you a couple of just the normal ones to throw into the crowd and stuff. Because mm. the crowd was loving it. Yeah, they yeah. were. They were yeah, right. It up, yeah. But you have to work yeah. on your throwing style yeah. just to get it launched a little bit higher. <laughs> I was just, I was taking photos and I've got a few stills and I was just like, oh yeah, don't, don't think she's done much no. baseball in her time. <laughs> Actually, super unathletic. <laughs> really? 
Well, no, I mean, I think I was more so, but as you, you know, specialize in swim, yeah. bike, and run, it's not like super coordinated <laughs> movements. So, yeah. you know. I, I do have a theory that triathletes aren't so good at like ball sports and stuff. Yeah. I, I want to do podcasts and just throw stuff. Throw stuff. No. <laughs> well, the thing is, I do quite a bit of gym work and we often do throw like medicine balls or oh, yeah. throw them against the wall. So I've been um, um, working on that. But my who I work with, Erin Carson, she's played basketball. Oh, yeah. So she's super dialed. Oh. And then often I'm like so uncoordinated trying to be all like... Yeah, throwing these balls, and she's just like, oh, geez. Careful now, Flora. <laughs> so I'm working on it, working on it. All right, baby steps. Like you've got yeah. a couple of other things to concentrate on yes. at the moment. Yes. Your skills on the bike are phenomenal. It's thank one of my you. favorite things about watching you race. Yeah. Well, thank you. That yeah. I don't know where that's come from. Like, I think it's just like r- riding my bike. Well, in Bermuda, there's actually lots of little races. So I think and we had skills camps and all that stuff. Oh, really? So, yeah, um, yeah right. like summer camp, you go on like cycling camp and you would do like skills and ride your bike with friends. And so maybe cool. I just picked it up from an early age and um, yeah. Yeah, right. But I did crash in Abu Dhabi and I was definitely a little spooked after that one. Yeah, right. Because I was like, I didn't do anything wrong. And then the next thing you know, you're just like on the ground. Yeah. But it was just very slick conditions and yeah. So whatever. One of those things. Yeah. Unfortunately. Mm. But I remember seeing your post or something afterwards and when someone like you was saying that you've crashed, then there's obviously questions about conditions Mm because, yeah, that doesn't happen very often. Yeah, no, and when we got there, it's like, um, because we raced after the men and we got there and then I was like, oh, there's been a few crashes and then I like heard you crash and I was like, oh my gosh, like these are like really good riders that you don't hear about crashing. So yeah, Yeah. it was just... Slick, unfortunate day, but it's racing, it happens. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people didn't crash, so, you know. Luck of the draw. They were the lucky ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, how's Joe? She fractured her shoulder and then finished third. Yeah. Now, that was incredible. I, I didn't mean, realize how bad it was. No, I didn't either, because um, I saw her afterwards in the med tent, and obviously everyone was kind of banged up, but yeah. I mean, she was sitting there okay, but I suppose, like... Sometimes those things take one or two days to mm. to come about to like actually feel really sore. Yeah. But yeah, props to her for, I mean, managing all of that in the last five weeks and then winning a bronze medal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's really awesome. Well, when I interviewed her afterwards and she was talking about it, she said, oh, you know, cycling and running have been a bit of an issue. I'm like, yeah, okay. But what about swimming? Yeah. Like, it was your shoulder, dude. Yeah. No. Oh, you've only been swimming for a week. Yeah. You know? She told me that I was walking back from the briefing with her and she's like, yeah, I've had this thing, you know, fractured, was her humerus or something? Uh, yeah, I can't remember. And, uh, I, you know, I couldn't swim for a bit and then I tried one arm swimming and she's like, oh, and then like literally three days ago, I actually swam with two arms. I'm like, well, what? Far like out. Like hectic. So yeah, very well done to her. Yeah, definitely. Very well done. What do you think is the most common mistake people make on the? And I'm not just talking about elite athletes, but one of the most common mistakes people make on a bike that you think, like, or I should say, um, your best advice or tip for someone on the bike. Um, my best tip. Well, I think going through corners, like people often look where they. The goal is obviously to look where you want to go. Yeah. And I think people often look 
where they don't want to go. Yeah. And if you do that, you're going straight into there. Absolutely. So it's having the confidence to look through the corner, not looking down, you know, at every little like inch as you go around it. Yeah. But looking out of the corner. Because then that's exactly where your bike and body are going to go. Yeah. So yeah, you like, you'd be like, I need to avoid that pothole. And then you look at the pothole and it's like, douchey hit the pothole. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So that's actually, and I often sometimes, yeah, just little things like that, you think, oh, obviously, Flora, just keep mm. looking throughout the corner and you're going to fly through it and it's going to yeah, be an yeah. issue. But it's, I guess it's um, that confidence in trusting that your bike knows what to do yes, as well. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's yeah. hard when you're on these skinny little tires and you're whipping around these corners. Yeah. So yeah, but confidence and practice yeah. goes a long way. But you love it as well, don't you? Go around those corners. Yeah, yeah, it's good fun. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the first time you ever got on a bike? Um, when I first got on a bike, um, you were pretty young. But yeah, I can I can't remember the first time, but I can remember my first bike. It was red. It was like this fire bike that I really? used to call it. Yeah, yeah. And I used to rip around my neighborhood on it. Like a BMX or? Um, not like a full-on BMX bike, but you know, like one of those like little kid bikes. bikes. But yeah. like, yeah, I was pretty pumped about it. Yeah. Mm. I can't wait to buy bikes for my kid. Yeah. I'm so excited. They're like the easiest Christmas present. Absolutely. Yeah, but I've told everyone, don't even bother buying. That's what I'm buying the kid. Yeah. Yeah. And get the little seat thing and... Yeah. So starts and on my bike. Yeah. And then, yeah. Oh, the seat things. They're very cool. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then you get them little Strider bikes and yeah, bikes It'll have come so a long cool. way since... Oh, it's insane. <laughs> yeah. Like back in the day when we were growing up and like the amount of shin dents and stuff from pedals that should yeah. never have been pedals oh. and yeah, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, off onto another tangent. Mm-hmm. So I know you said that you knew you wanted to be a triathlete from a very young age. Throughout that time, who do you think's been like one of your biggest influences? Oh, oh. Man. Now we are going deep again. Yeah. Um, one of my biggest influences. Oh, hectic. And it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily have to be. Um, you know, like an elite athlete that you looked mm-hmm. up to, or a coach, or anything. But just someone who you know maybe. Uh, was part of a life-changing sort of moment and helped in changing direction or life decisions or, you know, someone that, you know, when you look back on your life that you remember but doesn't have to be someone super significant but in your in your own way. Yeah. Well, I think impacted. if I think about it, it's like we have this triathlon club in Bermuda. It's called Triheads and it yeah. still runs today. And that first started when I was like 10 years old, let's say. So I went there every Saturday morning and like 60 kids would go down there. And I just had a friend circle. Like that's what we did, you know? Like we didn't did our triathlon training on a Saturday morning in Bermuda. And then we'd have various other little sessions throughout the week. Um, so I think that was a major, definitely a major influence on me. Um, and of course the coaches, um, one in particular, Neil de Croix from... He still actually basically runs the club now, which is a lot of years later. Yeah. So it's actually really cool. I mean, that definitely had a huge impact on me enjoying triathlon and having friends that did it and seeing the fun side of it um, that just made it like a normal thing to do, like getting out and being healthy, like active as a kid and enjoying sport. Yeah. Um, So I think that that club definitely had 
played a big role and then as we you know got older we would take trips like we'd go to do the Chicago triathlon as a club so it'd be like 40 of us from Bermuda and our little t-shirts and go do the race and then you'd obviously get to hang out in Chicago and go shopping and do all that (laughs) stuff so I think yeah definitely that club played a major role in in just my development as a person and of course um enjoying triathlon yeah so they'd be super excited to see you heading home in a well, a couple of weeks now. Yeah, so hopefully they yeah. all come out and watch the race yeah, after yeah. WTS Bermuda. Yeah. Um, but often whenever I get home, I'll often go down to one of their Saturday morning sessions and, um, yeah, lead one of the sessions or whatever. That's so, yeah, cool. yeah, it's pretty cool. Do you, do you have any idea how much of an influence you are and can be on not just kids but other and also not just triathletes, but just other people generally. Did, has will that ever sink in? No, I don't think so. That's one of like the the things that you forget that comes with having success yeah. in sport. Obviously, it's a very nice thing, but for me, just myself, I think I'm just this is just normal. This is what I've always wanted to do, and just yeah. race well and win some races, and um, and then you realize, oh, well, people actually like look up to you and follow Mm. your career and find it inspiring and um yeah that whole side of things is always like something I'm like wow really like yeah you tune in to watch my races like you'll get up at weird times of the night to watch and so it's really cool but for me I guess um when I go home to Bermuda and realize how many people like across the spectrum of people that you know know who I am follow my racing um, and say, you know, they've done a triathlon, they've seen me do a triathlon or whatever, you know. And so for me, it's starting to really sink in, yeah. um, which is really special and um, obviously strange at yeah. the same time. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's a very cool thing. Yeah, because, yeah. sorry, could you go? No, I'm just going to say that the lead up to like WTS Bermuda, the, um, you know, like I've, yeah, it's just very interesting and yeah. overwhelming, but very special. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember the first time you ever signed your autograph for someone? Oh, jeez. Because um, I don't know about you, but my signature changes every time I do it. Oh, yeah. Mine is yeah. just a squiggly mess. Like, yeah. Every time I do it, I'm like, ooh, thank you. That's Flora. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is fake. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but it, the, the one thing, like, you know, when you're sort of finished a race, uh, often, okay, yeah, people are like, can I have your... Um, you know, your autograph or a picture with you and you're like yeah okay cool but what really gets me is when you're in a completely random place yeah and then someone like knows who you are and then yeah. they're like oh can I have your autograph or your picture or start chatting to you and they're like how do you know me like yeah. we're in like somewhere totally untriathlon related yeah um and that's yeah always kind of interesting yeah Dan, crack, Dan cracks up because he's like these people making a fuss over you, yeah. Flora. You're just Flora. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't do the dishes this morning. Yeah, she never does laundry. <laughs> does he do all that stuff for you? No, 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 oh. no. No, he, um, as he helps when he can, but he has a full-time job. He has a nut butter company in South Africa, Butternut, oh. which is delicious. Yeah. So he, yeah, he's always pretty busy um, working with that, but he's very supportive yeah. Still does a bit of training with me and um, obviously helps where he can. But yeah, yeah. I would, I mean, never want him to just, you know, do the cooking and the laundry and 
yeah. and everything, you know, so yeah. we share it. But oftentimes, obviously, there's there's more times where he's um, doing a bit more of the cooking, let's say, and lead up to like a bigger race or something. And yeah. But now we share it pretty pretty equally. That's Who's the better cook then? Mm, I think Dan is. Really? Yeah. Well, that's, that's cool. what I tell him. Yeah. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> Brilliant. See, I married a chef, so... Oh, wow. Yeah. Also very smart. Exactly. <laughs> it's a constant running joke that yeah. I say he's got a shit personality, but he he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I uh, definitely did very well. Mm-hmm. I don't cook at all. Really? Oh, at wow. all. I think I'm up to maybe eight or nine times that I've cooked since we've been together. Oh, my goodness. So I'm averaging once a year, yeah. <laughs> it's brilliant. Nice. <laughs> And then when the kid arrives, I'm feeding the You're child. feeding, yeah. So, you know. Cook. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I also don't clean or anything. I've done well. I know. It's a shocked look on my face. <laughs> Jaw dropped. Yeah, pretty good. He's ruining it for every other male out there. That's for sure. Mm, yeah. yeah. He often gets in trouble. But I turn up to... You know, I used to get invited to barbecues when I was single and I'd just turn up with roast vegetables that have already been pre-cooked that you just throw back in the oven type of Because <laughs> <laughs> I was too busy. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Or I'll bring chips and dips. That's yeah. all right. I can pick that up. But now, Brady, they're like, oh, you, can, you get him to bring some pulled pork that he's cooked for 36 hours. Or, yeah. Yeah. So, Yeah. Back on the favorite list at barbecues and stuff. Yeah. I've been invited again. Nice. <laughs> um, and Dan used to work for Specialized. He did, yes. But when he was at Specialized, you weren't sponsored by them. And then you, he left. And I and joined. Yeah. <laughs> Out with the old, yep. in with the yep, new. Yep, they've always got one. Yeah. Yep. But yeah. I remember actually talking about this when you weren't with Specialized. Because I guess a lot of people would just assume that that makes sense, that you would both be with the same company. But I, I remember you sort of saying, but then I would never want people to think that I was just with them because Dan was with them. Is is that right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. definitely you have that sort of thought. And hmm. I mean, he was running the um, sort of the triathlon program there. He was head of, was head of global sports marketing. Yeah. So yeah, you wouldn't want to be like, oh, I'm just, I'm sponsored by them because... Um, at the time, my fiance is running the program. Yeah. So, yeah, it just, I think it was just cleaner to keep yeah. it separate. Well, yeah. and obviously, I mean, yeah, I guess maybe also he didn't want to sponsor me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no. But it's been really wonderful to to join Specialized this year. And obviously, because I, because I, um, when Dan was working with them, I knew everybody. And yeah. um, so it was a really smooth transition and really great. And the support is incredible. And yeah, yeah, loving the bike. So that's cool. Yeah, it's definitely been a huge win for me. Yeah, well, and for them, let's be honest. Oh, well, maybe, but they've, they've got Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Peter Hurley. Yeah. Well, you watch... he did just win Paris Roubaix. I was so going to say, did you mind. watch last night? No, you well, were not watch in bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't last either. I think I lasted until about 9 30. Yeah. yeah. It was but stunning no. scenery there, though. Mm. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Dan went to the race last year when he was with oh, Specialized. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. Yeah. But, you know, the, the cobbled roads or whatever just are out in the middle of nowhere. So it's like you park and then you hike in and watch this pile of dust just come at you. Yeah. And then, yeah, they fly by and then 
but it's incredible because I mean it's just what six hour race yeah and it just like yeah it just blows your mind of like the amount of driving you have to do and you're like these guys are riding this far yeah like, I, yeah it's like my weekly volume in one day yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually I've just been following um oh, long story it was a race but it got cancelled but people still did it without it being an official race from one side of Australia to the other. Um, yeah, five and a half thousand kilometers. Yeah, Yuck. and uh, it was actually a, like a specialized ambassador or sponsored athlete, or whatever. She just finished in Sydney two days ago or what have you, and it was yeah five and a half thousand k's and riding across the Nullarbor, so the middle of nowhere in Australia. <gasps> yeah, wow. unsupported and. Oh my yeah. goodness. It's mental. Yeah. And sleeping on the side of the road. Like oh she's taking gosh. photos of her sleeping on park benches with a sleeping bag and like a piece of foam that thick. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wild. So just when you think you're crazy, you know, what with what you do, yeah. there's there's just always something else oh, out there absolutely. at the moment. Don't you think that we live in a world at the moment where it's just always up, 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 there's something else? Oh yeah. It's mental. Mm-hmm. Mm. triathlon's normal <laughs> it's kind of true yeah i never thought i'd say that. No, me either. <laughs> um we'll wrap this up in a second but i want to talk to you about your accent oh gosh oh do you get asked this a lot well it's just kind of strange i think yeah it's there's a, a real mix like every second word sounds like it's from a different region mm-hmm. yeah right. <laughs> does it confuse a lot of people yeah, it definitely throws a little a lot of people off of where I'm from. Yeah, but what have I you guess heard? Um, what, what have people said well, where you're from? What do, I guess I get I get the U.S. a lot. Yeah, which I think that's the most dominant. Yeah. Um, but then obviously when I'm in South Africa, I pick up a few words there, yeah. and then I think of sometimes there's a little bit of British every now and then. Yeah, right. Maybe, but uh, I get random ones. Sometimes people say Australian, but then I really? don't sound anything like Australian. So yeah. say good day, mate. Uh, good day, mate. Mate, no, that was bad. Yeah, I don't but know. it's good. I mean, I'm not yeah. Australian, so <laughs> it's good. I don't want to sound Australian. No, so I didn't whatever. Mean, didn't mean that. <laughs> yeah. I don't think many Australians actually say good day, mate. No. Has an Australian ever said that to you? Nope. No. Nope. Definitely not. <laughs> Throw another shrimp on the barbie. Yeah. No. <laughs> I reckon it might be different for you because you do sound like you've got about 12 different accents. But I don't hear an accent until if I'm watching an Australian on US TV, then I hear the Australian accent. Mm. I'm like, oh, my God, that sounds terrible. (laughs) Do I sound like that? Do you think I sound very Australian? Yeah, Yeah. you do. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. But I sound lovely, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Like a voice of an Australian angel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Your laugh reminds me so much of someone, and I cannot think of who it is. It's driving me insane. Mm. And my laugh is, very, I think, quite distinctive or whatever. Like people always are like, oh, it's such a great laugh. It's, you like do that. have a um, – it's like a real giggle that turns into a hearty kind of laugh, mm. I think. Maybe I'm just hilarious. Maybe. you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we're going to wrap this up, but first, anything you would like to ask me? <laughs> um, oh yeah. 
Are you having a boy or a girl? Oh, um, I don't know. Okay. No. Um, do you have names picked out? We've got, I have, see, in our relationships, <laughs> you've probably picked up on this. Brett's very much, very cruisy and I'm the, I don't want to say driven because it's not that he's not driven, but I'm out there doing the stuff and being the crazy and he's the calming influence. Mm-hmm. So I'm the, I'm the one that's come up with like 50 different names <laughs> and he's the one that's like videoing it. So he's the one that's calming me down. Okay, yeah. It's down. Yep. So we're down to about 10 boys and six girls. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah, but we've still got like, what, four months to figure it out. And I think every now and then we'll keep yeah, yeah, chopping yeah, yeah, that yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. more you hear a name or talk about a name or meet a child with that name or person, and you're like, Ugh, nope, Ooh. out. There was a name or that in. I re- – hey. Sorry. Yeah, go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we love the name Flora, but I was like <laughs> – <laughs> Brett, Brett came up with four. I was like, oh, no one. <laughs> Rubbish. Weird name. <laughs> um, I, but I like being original as well. So as soon as I hear that someone else has got a name, I'm like, oh, damn. Yeah. And I heard a name the other day. It was on a TV show and I was like, ooh. But that's – it's a last name of a professional triathlete. And I was like, ooh, yeah. oh, yeah. Like I really like the name. But yeah. I was like, I don't want them to think I'm calling it because of them. Because oh, yeah, that yeah, would be yeah. really weird. Yeah. yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. <laughs> so that one got a bit cross. And then I read out the girls list, and it's mainly just boys' names. I love boys' names for, for girls. girls. Yeah, yeah, I really I like also it. Like that. So yeah, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I'll wait in suspense until August. <laughs> On the edge of your seat. <laughs> Who knows? All the announcement. Actually, that's what I was really looking forward to when we found out we were pregnant. I got a cot so that I could put the dog in the cot and take a photo and it, that's how I wanted to announce it. Everyone thought that we were super organized getting a cot. Yeah. And I was like, it's just for the announcement photo. <laughs> to put the dog in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, so, yeah, we don't know what we're going to have, but I keep calling it a he accidentally because mm-hmm. that's what I think. Okay. But not because I'm holding it a certain – There's. it's just what I think. Okay. Yeah. But I'm sure. Mother's intuition. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I have much intuition quite yet. It's going to be an interesting ride. That's Mm. for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I I reckon the kid's going to come out as a girl wearing a tutu just in some form of karma because I won't know what to do because I'm such a tomboy. I'll be like, Brett, you take her to (laughs) ballet lessons. (laughs) You teach her how to cook, Uh, all that kind of stuff. Because I don't know. I'll teach you how to kick a football and mark a football. There we go. Because I can do it better than him. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we better uh, shut this down because I think you've got a massage and then yeah, bed. And a run, run to oh. do, then a massage. And it gets dark so early here. So yeah, it does. I yeah. tend to procrastinate these runs. Yeah. But yeah. With the birds and stuff are up yeah, so early here. There's no chance of sleeping in, in yeah. this place. Mm. Yeah. It's quite nice, I guess, because you get things done early yeah yeah no, I, when I went for my swim at 5 30 this morning I was like ugh I'm up at 5 30 then I got to the pool and it was two 50 meter pools packed with people and yeah. I was like okay well I guess this is normal here yeah yeah it's very Better different complaining yeah yeah and where so. I'm from in Melbourne it's just getting darker at either end darker and darker and gloomier oh. and gloomier and it's gonna get harder to get out of bed yes yeah until there's a screaming child in the other room. Yep. 
Good times. <laughs> when are you going to have... No, I'm, I'm joking. Yeah, oh, gosh. Joking. I'm Part joking. two of the episode. No, well, Dan has three sisters. Oh. Two of which have kids. Yep. One is three and one is two with another on the way. Oh, wow. So when we all get together, there's five little people under four. It's wild times. Exhausting, isn't it? Yeah. They're crazy. But I mean, they're great. It's really fun. But yeah. you're definitely like, whoa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah other kids. But that's really fun to watch them. Yeah, yeah. Are you quite close to Dan's family? Yeah, they all live very close by. So we oh, see cool. them pretty regularly. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, that's, that's nice. nice. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. when you can't cook, you go to their place? Oh, too tired to cook? No, no. Well, they're kind of a bit, they're not that close to Oh, okay. Yeah. Drive on over. Yeah, right. Lucky for them. <laughs> Knocking on the door Here again. again. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm going to leave you to it so you can go for your jog and massage and whatnot. Thank you. And then get an early night. Yep. And good luck back home in Bermuda as well. In Bermuda, yeah. Game cool. On. Well, thank you very much. As a pleasure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Such okay. an awkward thing. Bye. No, you hang up. <laughs>